Does that mean something dirty? I'm just gonna assume it does. Our story begins at a ritzy club called Ritzy Club and Dr. Mindbender in even more amazing fashions. He's in the market for nerve gas, which is apparently a thing you can just buy from gangsters in... wherever we are. I assumed Vegas, but I have no actual reason to assume that. Could be Rio or Monte Carlo or... <laughs> Atlantic City. Sorry, I couldn't keep a straight face for that one. But before he can complete this transaction, he's stopped by not G.I. Joe, but this guy, who appears to be a cross between James Bond and Mustache Dad from Twilight. Okay, he just has a mustache like 80% of the men on this show, but I recently saw the Rift Tracks versions of Twilight, so every mustached man is Mustache Dad from Twilight to me. It'll pass soon enough, and then every mustached man will go back to being my dad, who is, I guess, Mustache Dad from my house. This guy checks all the boxes. Looks good in formal wear? Check. Dry quips in a British accent? Check. Laser cufflinks? Check. One-syllable name starting with B? Yep. Meet Agent Burke, which, if he is indeed British, is not a terribly flattering name. Burke brings the poison back to... someone. And General Hawk is also here. But I'm not gonna make a joke about how stupid he is this time because I'm so distracted by him having the wrong voice. Anyway, I guess Burke works alongside G.I. Joe or something. He suggests that a small team of Joes escort the poison to safety and for extra security, they should not be made aware of what it is they're escorting. Which seems smart-ish. But maybe you should also keep an eye on the obviously shifty young lady pouring your tea, who is possibly the Baroness, or... Oh right, it's season two, so it's Zarana. Not sure she'd be the best person for a mission involving a dashing, handsome secret agent. I mean, she fell in love with fucking Mainframe one time. Also, this weirdly artful shot of Dr. Mindbender in the shadows has no particular relevance to anything, but I really like it. So here's the team. A couple of guys we already know, Flint and Lady J, and a couple of newer guys, Dial Tone and Cross Country, which is actually a pretty good way to get me to learn who's who. So far, I'm not impressed with Cross Country, who appears to speak in colorful Southern colloquialisms without the actual Southern accent. Aw, oh, shoot! You're just too all-fire paranoid! His mullet's not great either, though I have to grade on a curve there because it was fashionable at this time. I guess I'm unfairly comparing everyone else's style to Dr. Mindbender's fur cape, and naturally everyone else is gonna come up short if I do that. The Joes take receipt of the package, but they don't actually see whoever's handing it off to them, so there's at least a 50-50 chance that it's a fake and that spy has the real one, right? Wait, is that what being rooked is? Did I just ruin the ending for myself? So they start on their way. First, they're beset by dreadnoughts, and I bet this is gonna unfold like a fairy tale where three different sets of co Cobra guys try to get the package from them. Presumably when we get to the Cobra tank made of bricks, that's when we're gonna need to start worrying. The Joes are rescued by Burke, driving what appears to be Dead End from Transformers, and that's where I've heard that voice before. Like, I'm sure I've heard this voice actor doing a lot of roles, but the British accent he's using here is totally Dead End, minus the voice flanger and the nihilism. And honestly, everything's better with a voice flanger and some nihilism. Burke tows their broke-ass tank away with his snazzy sports car, and now I'm wondering if I didn't spoil the end of this after all. Over on my Star Trek podcast, we're slogging through Enterprise right now, so I'm kind of in the habit of guessing the predictable, mind-blowing twist three minutes into every episode. I forget that this show can actually surprise me on occasion. Burke starts creeping on Lady J right in front of Flint, so maybe that's what rooking is? They sleep in shifts, taking turns at guard duty, and when Burke's turn comes up, he grabs the package and walks off. And I wonder how he thought the Joes would react to this? 
Like, I get that he's kind of arrogant and believes that he's the only one who can do this right, but surely he realized that four American soldiers wouldn't just let someone walk off with something they've been entrusted with keeping safe without trying to catch and or kill him when he did that. Also, if you wanted to do it yourself, why did you even suggest that they do it in the first place? The Joes fight off more Cobras and then work out where Burke will be next because he gave Lady J a matchbook and really? Everyone knows that matchbooks are clues. Next, you'll try to lock them up in a bobby pin factory. Also, he registered at this motel under his own name. Okay, first of all, dashing secret agents stay in hotels, not motels. Second, you always use an alias. Maybe Burke does deserve that name after all. Before going in for him, Flint actually pulls a pretty badass move. Thanks. This'll pay for any damages to the room in advance. I've been trying to figure out why I like Flint and why I don't like Duke, and I think it just comes down to moments like this. Unfortunately, Burke's room ends up being a crater created by this giant-ass cobra drill. Dr. Mindbender is here, and he's captured Lady J, Dialtone, and Burke. Let's see if you've hidden it as ineptly as you've done everything else. Yep. Me and Mindbender still on the same page. The Dreadnoughts strip his car down looking for the box, which they find in the glove compartment. I think inept might have been a little too generous, come to think of it. I kept waiting for them to reveal that this was a fake Matt Burke, and the real one was actually quite smart and good at his job, but nope. He just depends on the agency he works for, Auntie, to give him a bunch of free stuff and basically just keeps trying until he gets it right. Hell, I could do that. You think Auntie is hiring? Oh, but... Okay, I was wrong. Apparently there was a stupid twist after all. A gallant gesture, old chap, but totally useless. The, um, gas is actually cream soda. Cream soda? We knew Zorana had infiltrated our meeting disguised as a secretary, so we used you four as a decoy? Decoy? Well, that's clever, I guess. Looks like you guys got rooked. I assume. 